So I recorded this episode in late November or early December on a Sunday afternoon after getting home from church and hearing a sermon that really, really resonated with me in a way that I know that it probably didn't resonate with anybody else there. You'll hear more about that. But I sat on it for a while because I wasn't quite sure it fit the purpose of this podcast. But now here in early January, heading into a new year, I've decided that it's time to publish it. So I hope that you get out of it what I was putting into it for you. I hope you understand my intent behind it. And I more than anything hope that it will help you to grow closer to God on your journey. Here it is. Do you ever have things hit you and you just have to get them out or get them on paper or something, or you just can't think about anything else? Well, this episode is one of those things. It did not exist when I got up this morning. I usually kind of have a plan of what my next few episodes are going to be, but this one skipped line because it just had to come out. This morning I went to worship and our sermon just resonated with me on so many levels, but I can bet you with almost 100% accuracy (laughs) that I was the only one in the auditorium making applications to birth while our preacher was talking. This episode might be a little long, but I really, really need you to stick with me till the end. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to push you. Or as one of the other podcasts I listen to says a lot, I'm going to love and shove you because you just can't sit lukewarm. You've got to pick a side and you've got to stand strong. Want to know what I'm talking about? Let's go. Are you a Christian woman yearning for a beautiful, joyful pregnancy and birth with a focus on God, not medical tests? Are you worried the birth you want isn't possible and you're tired of being treated like an accident waiting to happen? Hey mama, I'm Lori, host of Your Birth, God's Way. I'm a certified nurse midwife now, but I wasn't always. After working for nearly 20 years in the broken maternity system, I too was in your shoes wondering how I could have the birth I wanted and that I felt God meant for me to have. I found a secret that has actually been known since the beginning of time. God's way is the best way. Spoiler alert, God made us and our babies and he knows us best. He designed us perfectly for pregnancy, birth, and nourishing our babies after birth if we work with his design and not against it. In this podcast, you'll learn how to be healthy and have joy during this time of life that will be over before you know it. So if you're ready to reclaim your birth and your babies for his glory, go turn on a few episodes of Bluey for that little one on your hip so you can put the focus back on you for a few minutes with me. All right, I'm going to make the review section really short today because I've just got to get this out. But I do want to thank Khaleesi, who took the time back on November 15th to leave me a lovely review. You know what to do. If you haven't left a review yet, please do it. I know it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it doesn't cost you a thing. It's one of the best presents you can give me for Christmas. So hit pause real quick. Go leave me a review if you haven't yet. Khaleesi says... I have had two medically unnecessary cesareans, and your podcast has given me the courage to say without fear, never again. God is so faithful, even in the midst of my fear-filled decisions. Lord willing, my next will be a home birth. V V back to C-sections, V-A-2-C. That means a V back after two C-sections. I didn't really know how to say that when I started to read it. Anyway, I'm being silly. I didn't know how to read the abbreviation is what I meant to say. I do know what that means. Goodness gracious, I'm all off track. I said this was going to be fast, right? Anyway, thank you for the work you have put into this podcast. The priceless information you share has given me such peace of mind and the confidence to finally give birth the way our Creator intended me to. God bless you, my sister in Christ. 
my, my, Khaleesi, if you only knew how much your review is going to play directly into what I have to say today, because sometimes if you've had these things happen to you or be done to you, sometimes it can be very, very hard to figure out how to step away from it and really put your eyes on God. And I thank you for encouraging me to do this because your words help me to know that my message to you today is needed and it's on point. And I don't say that to be arrogant in any way. I say that to know that I'm honored that God would allow me to be one speaking to you to help you get on track to grow closer to him because there's nothing that's more important. You know, this is not a Bible study podcast at all. That's not the mission of my podcast. There's lots of those out there, but that's not the exact mission of this one. My podcast, I like to think of as a way to help you during your pregnancy, during your birth, to grow closer to God through the lessons you learn from me and through your life, through your pregnancy, through acknowledging this beautiful design that he has made in us. But that being said, today there is going to be quite a bit of Bible study because this is coming from our sermon today at church. The overall topic or the sermon title was Victory in Jesus. And he joked that he almost named it Christians Wear Nikes. And of course, that made everybody laugh. But the reason he said that is because the word victory and the word overcome in the Bible are translated from the word Nikkei. And while I may not be pronouncing that exactly correct, we're actually taking Greek right now. So it's somewhat, somewhat close. But the word is spelled when you transliterate it into English is spelled like Nike. That's actually where they got their name from is from the word for victory and for overcome. And so Christians wear Nikes because we overcome. I thought it was cute, but I wanted to lead in with that because where our victory is going to come from when it comes to our births is the same place that our victory and our salvation is going to come from. But here's what I need you to remember. Anytime that God opens a door to do good for him, there will be opposition. That's how the devil works. And that's almost an exact quote from our preacher. Anytime a door opens of opportunity to, to do good, the devil is right there waiting to discourage you or knock you off track. If you're not sold out for God, you're going to give up. But when you really, really make up your mind to put the Lord first, there will be no problem with being on fire for him. Now, for some, that door of opportunity is this podcast. He has opened a door to you to learn more about his design for your body, things maybe you've never thought about before. And now you're getting a chance to learn about them. But there's going to be opposition to that. The devil does not like for you to do anything that's going to draw you nearer to God. It just, he doesn't like it at all. And he's going to do what he can to knock you off track. And oftentimes that might come at the very beginning stages when you're just first learning and you're just first starting to realize some things. But very quickly, you can see other things that maybe put that fear back in that make you think, eh, well, yeah, that sounds real good, but eh, it's not really for me. So today's episode is all about getting to your, getting you to see that it really is for you but you got to get it right in your mind. You got to get strong. So we're going to dig into this a little bit. So we started by looking at the second and third chapter of the book of Revelation. And we read about various churches that were addressed for various reasons by Jesus, looking at different things they weren't doing quite right. 
almost always he started with complimenting them on something, but then digging into something that they needed to do better. In Revelation chapter 3, we read about the church at Laodicea. I'm not going to go through all seven churches. That's beyond the scope of this podcast. But what we really dug into was the church at Laodicea because that was the one that was known for being lukewarm. You know, lukewarm is where you're not hot, you're not cold, you're just kind of somewhere in between. So in verse 14, it starts into the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write. And by the way, if you're just listening to this and you don't have a Bible in front of you, I highly, highly recommend when you get home or when you have a chance, get the Bible out, get your actual Bible out and read this for yourself. I never want you to just take my word for it. I want you to understand it for yourself, read the scripture for yourself, see for yourself God's word is truth. Okay. So in verse 14, into the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, these things says the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither hot, excuse me, you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with, the, with eye salve, that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, there's that word, overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Now, the book of Revelation is a book of symbols. It's a book of a vision. And so I'm not going to get into what is literal, what is figurative. That is also beyond the scope of this podcast. But I do want to point out a couple of things. First of all, I want you to go back and look at verse 17 and realize that this was another point he made in the sermon. That's not really also the point of this podcast, but it is a warning to us as Americans who really are rich compared to most of the world. We, we get so much stuff and so much wealth that we forget that we need God. We think that we have the money to buy the health care to take care of whatever we want to do. We can treat our bodies however we want to treat them. And hey, we don't need God. We've got all this money. We can make it happen, right? But he says, do you not know or um, you don't do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked? These people had everything and yet they were miserable, but they didn't even see it. So we need to be sure to remember that that is actually very much paralleled with our medical world. We think we've got all the money to have all the things, but we are miserable. And the way to get past that, the way to get it to to get back on track is to overcome and to hear his voice. You know, the church in Laodicea from the outside might have seemed good, but God knew their works and their heart. You've heard that term, the proof is in the pudding. He knew 
from how they were acting. And, and really, anybody watching would have known from how they were acting. They were lukewarm. And Jesus wanted to vomit them out of his mouth. Think about how, think about that imagery. It was so bad that he couldn't even hold it in his mouth. He just wanted them out. God knew they weren't on fire for him, nor were they completely indifferent. They weren't really one side or the other. They were in a culture that was wealthy, and their focus was on their stuff and not on God. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? When you go to uh, Starbucks or your local coffee shop or whatever, and you look at the menu, do you ever find a listing for lukewarm coffee? Or do you find either hot coffee or cold coffee or iced coffee? Why is that? Because... Nobody wants lukewarm, lukewarm, hello, lukewarm coffee. Why is that word so hard to say? Lukewarm coffee. You've got to be on one side or the other, or you're just kind of off-putting because nobody knows what you really stand for. And you've got to stand for something or you will fall for anything in the words of Aaron Tippin in that great old country song. God has opened a door for you to learn what you really need to know. And for many of you, as I mentioned, finding this podcast was that door. You were learning things that you didn't realize because you were either hidden from them or you just didn't realize it was what was right in front of your eyes. You saw it, but you didn't really make sense of it. And I'm not knocking you. Nearly all of us were there at some point. I was there for years. But something along the way for most of us has to happen to wake us up. And for some of you, this podcast has been the thing that woke you up. And I'm so thankful for that. I thank God for that. But now, what are you going to do with this opportunity? Remember, there is going to be opposition. Are you going to be on fire? Or are you going to be on the side of, eh, that's not for me. Or, eh, I might give it a try. We'll see. Because you know what? I'll give it a try. We'll see is. It's lukewarm. And it's a recipe for falling into the cascade of interventions. We're going to talk about that more. This opposition that you're going to face, it's everywhere in the world of childbirth. You're surrounded by it. You've got doctors who fear birth, your family who fears birth, your best friend who fears birth, Hollywood who fears birth. Every professional organization that is behind every hospital policy, which is driven by two things, money and a fear of birth. You know, I'm no feminist not a feminist at all. But I will say that you got to recognize that the world really doesn't want women to step into the power that God built into them. This isn't about us rising to the top of some corporate ladder. No, not at all. It's about us claiming that power that we can give birth without anybody's help. The world tells us that if they that anybody can choose to be a woman if they want to be. And thereby, they are stealing from women the thing that makes them special. And yet, only women can give birth because that's how God designed it. God made us to be the ones that give life. And women are the only ones who have the power inside of us. It's there, whether you realize it or not, that power is there to bring forth life. And yet, male-dominated obstetrics has made the world think that eh, we got to have help. And yet, we're doing the very thing which God designed us to do, and only us to do. And yet, somehow, men have wiggled their way into telling us that we can't do it without them. Now, again, I'm not a feminist, but just chew on that a little bit. This is our thing. Mamas, this is our thing. God made us to do this. So let's step back 
and let's examine our resolve. I want you, Mama, I want you to examine your resolve. How serious are you about wanting to have your birth God's way? Because God's way is the natural way. He put within us all everything that we need to bear children, but we need to work with the way he designed us in order for that to work, okay? And for some of us who are just learning, for some of you that are just learning the, the way that he designed us, for some of you that are just learning how to work with his design, you might be a little behind the curve because you've made decisions in your past that have worked against you and have, or have worked against that design and you're trying to get back on track. And it may feel like it's too late, but hear me when I say it's never too late. Think back to Khaleesi's review. She's had two C-sections. She fell into the trap. She sees that they weren't needed and she's saying no more. Mama, it's time for you to say no more. But to be no more, to have that mindset, you got to get hot about this. You got to be on fire to do this because if you are lukewarm, you will not stand. It is never too late to decide that you are sold out for doing it God's way. Even if you have a medical condition that makes you need medical intervention on some level. And by the way, that's a very, very, very small number of you. And some of you, by the way, who think that you're one of those, you're actually not. But you've been fear-mongered into thinking you are. But I digress. We're not going to go there today. <laughs> but even if you're one of the very few that really does need a little bit of medical intervention, there's still a lot that you can do to cling to his way and his design. It's not an all or nothing. You don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You can still have your birth his way, even if there are some medical things that you need. All right, so next I want to look at Revelation chapter 12. You never thought you were going to hear about Revelation in a birth podcast, did you? I bet, I bet you're sitting there going like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> Revelation chapter 12. This is where we're going to read about how to overcome the accuser. Now, who's the accuser? The accuser is Satan. You want to read more about how Satan is an accuser? Go read chapters 1 and 2 of Job, or read the whole book of Job, but start with chapters 1 and 2. You are being accused left and right. You're being told you're crazy. You're being told you're dangerous. You're being told you're reckless. That's how Satan works. Again, you've got this great opportunity to do things a better way. And the whole world is accusing you because Satan can use anybody to discourage you. And Satan is that accuser. He's the one accusing you of all these things, but they're not true, mama. They're not true. Let's read chapter 10 of Revelation 12. Excuse me, verse 10 of Revelation 12. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who are accused or who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. Oh, there's so much beauty in those three verses. And we're not going to go into the salvation aspect of it, but that is more beautiful than anything that I'm going to share with you now because salvation is the most beautiful thing. It's the most important thing. We're going to 
touch on that a little bit more here in a minute, but I just want to draw some parallels to how you're going to overcome Satan in staying focused on having your birth God's way. In verse 11, we find the recipe for how they overcame. And they overcame one by the blood of the lamb. Christians are not perfect by any stretch of the mind, but Christians are followers of Jesus and they do not give up. They keep their eyes on him and they do not give up. They fall down, but they do not give up. And a Christian is a person who believes that Jesus is the son of God and who has been washed in his blood for the remission of their sins. That one thing gives you a measure of protection and help that no one else can claim. And it was listed in this passage as being one of the things needed to overcome the accuser. Now, if that sounds foreign to you, that is okay. I bet a lot of what I say on this podcast was foreign to you at some point. But I'm here to help you in more than just one way. If you need to learn more about becoming a Christian and what that means to be washed in the blood of the Lamb, go down to the show notes to the very, very last link down there and click that. And that is a way that you can study and learn more. It's really more than I can dig into here because, again, the scope of this podcast is about birth. But understand there's nothing more important than your salvation and being washed in the blood of the Lamb. And so I want that to be something that is a priority to you. And I want that to be something that you do learn more about. So go check out that link. There's nothing more important than that. So go check it out when the podcast is over. So thing one in that verse They overcame by the blood of the lamb. Second thing, and by the word of their testimony. Now, this doesn't mean your testimony or telling people about your story. Though That's how it's taken by a lot of people. That's not what this is talking about. This is meaning the word of God as it was evidenced by their lives, the word of their testimony. Your life, your very life is a testimony to what you know and believe. You don't have to tell anybody anything. Your choice to have a birth in this culture that's God's way and leaning on God in every step, acknowledging Him every step, seeking Him first in every step. When you're digging into the Word during your pregnancy and you're building your faith and you're knowing that He is your Creator and your Sustainer as He has been to everyone across all of time, even those who denied Him. When you're doing these things, that is going to be a testimony to this word, the word of testimony. That's what it's talking about. You will be overcoming in this way when you're doing these things. Satan does not want you to do these things, mama. He doesn't want you to have your birth God's way. He doesn't want you to trust in God. He wants you to believe that you can't do it. He wants you to think that "Eh, it's not worth my, it's not even worth trying. It's not worth my effort. But when you do these things, when you're studying God's word and it's showing up, your faith is growing and you're leaning on him more and more and more, everyone around you will see a difference. The word of your testimony from your life is going to show to everyone and you're going to overcome and they're going to see your example and you'll have people come to you and want to do it different for them too. And you're going to have a new found strength that you didn't have before. And you're going to know that God carried you through and the, the, the strength of your testimony and the, the love for God is just going to grow and grow and grow. And Satan doesn't like that. And he's going to discourage you, but this is one of the ways you overcome. And the third thing they did is that they did not love their lives 
to the death. Now, what does that mean? Am I saying that you should not love your life and that you should want to die in childbirth or you should want your baby to die in childbirth? Of course not. That would be insane, right? What this is talking about is the love of life to where you put the love of your life above all things. You will find in the maternity system, unfortunately, very frequently, if you do not fall in line with what the system wants you to do, with what they recommend for their gain, that they will play the dead baby card or the dead mama card. And what do I mean by that? I mean, they'll say, if you don't do what they want you to do, well, you could die. Now, could that happen in some circumstances? Yes. But what I'm encouraging you to do is to do that legwork and to do that research now so that you know the difference, so that you're not so quick to jump ship and forget your creator and forget that you are made for this the very second that they try to scare you into doing things their way. Because if you push back too hard, they're going to try to scare you into doing things your, excuse me, doing things their way. You've got to learn how to discern between what is real and what is just coercion so that you don't bow down to their idols of trying to control you so that you don't forget that God is on your side, that God has created you, that God has designed you for this. Emergencies arise very frequently, excuse me, very infrequently. Keep getting my words mixed up today. Very infrequently. When they do arise, you need to recognize them. You need to know what they actually are, what the, the reasons to need intervention are, because they do exist. And there are some specific times that interventions are going to help you. But the problem is that most interventions are applied routinely to everyone, whether they need them or not. And if you don't give in when they want you to do them, they will coerce you and try to scare you into thinking that you're gonna die if you don't do what they ask you to do. That's what I mean by not loving your life unto death when it comes to childbirth. I know I'm kind of making some parallels here that maybe the scripture didn't intend, and I'm not trying to say that this is some scriptural lesson by any stretch. I'm just trying to make you think about how you view birth and labor and pregnancy and how dedicated you are to doing it God's way. Is it just something you're kind of like, yeah, I might give it a try? Or are you sold out? How do I know that many of the things that are recommended are not for your good? How do I know that they're just trying to coerce you into doing things their way? Well, because somewhere between 80 and 90% of moms will get some type of intervention during pregnancy or birth. And yet the perinatal morbidity and mortality rates are going up instead of going down. If all these things that they say are really for your good really were for your good, the rates would be going down. In reality, only maybe 10% or so of the moms need the interventions. Rather than the 90%, only about 10% need them. They don't want to do the legwork of figuring out who actually needs it. It's easier just to apply it to everyone so that they don't miss anything. But what they do miss is that in the course of doing that, they are causing 
unneeded side effects, unneeded damage, unneeded problems down the road for the ones who got these interventions, never needed them, and they caused problems. And I don't want that to be you. And so that is why I'm talking about this. That is why I'm pushing this so hard for you to get that information, get that education, and make sure that you know the difference between a real emergency when interventions are actually needed to keep you alive and to keep your baby alive, and when they're using those interventions to scare you. There's a difference, and you can know the difference. This is one of the big reasons why I stress making sure that you have a provider who really believes in natural birth, really trusts that birth is a normal process and not a dangerous process, because when you have a provider who thinks that way, you can put a whole lot more trust in them when they tell you that something is needed because you know that they're not gonna throw things your way that aren't actually needed. You know they really believe in the design for birth and you know that they're gonna support that in every way possible, but then they also have the training to be able to help you when things go outside of normal. If you have a doctor or a midwife who does not believe that birth is a natural process, if they believe that it's a sickness or that something's wrong with you, then they're much more likely to suggest things that aren't actually needed. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I stress so strongly that you take the time on the front end of your pregnancy to make sure that you're making a good choice so that you can trust when your doctor or midwife tells you we need to do this or that, that it's actually needed and they're not just trying to coerce you into doing things their way. So educate yourself now so you can recognize truth from coercion and so that you can keep God at the forefront. And I know it's a lot. I know it's a lot. But remember, you're not alone. Even if I'm the only person in your corner, I am someone that is in your corner. And you can work with me a couple of different ways. My course is always available to you so that you can learn truth from coercion. You can learn how the system works and how your body works, all with a focus on God. In that course, you're going to get all the tools that you need to hold your head high and step into being hot for birthing God's way, well-prepared and empowered. And you can find out more about that in the first link down in the show notes. The second way to work with me is through a Midwife and Me Power Hour. These sessions are available to book in the second link of the show notes. You'll get an entire hour with me one-on-one working through whatever issue it is that you need assistance with. You know, I'm not your midwife. You know that. I'm not the one coming to see you for your prenatal visits. I'm not the one that's going to be there, sadly, when you have your baby. I would love to be, but that's not me. But I am an unbiased second opinion who can help you kind of weed through it all and find a path forward. I'm not here to undermine your provider. I'm here to help you be empowered to understand how it all works. After your session, I send you a follow-up to help you kind of keep it all sorted in your mind and to have some actionable steps moving forward. But remember, those sessions are really limited. So if you want to sit down with me face-to-face over the interwebs, just make sure to go grab one before they fill up. That's all I've got for you today. I know that was a lot. I hope that you've grown. I hope that your faith is stronger. I hope that you are empowered. Let me know what you think. Send me an email, hop over in our Facebook group and leave me a post there. Just any way that you can um, encourage me and let me know what you think. I look forward to hearing from you and I'll see you right back here next week. Real quick, if today's episode blessed you in any way, would you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a quick five-star written review? It'll take you less than a minute, but it's the best thank you you can give me. 
and it will help my show to reach more mamas just like you so we can all find God's best for our families. I'll see you right back here in a few days.